All right, folks, we're back. And it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host, who? It's Radio Strongman, Kim Wade, coming to you alive from WYAB 1039 FM. Well, folks, it is Thursday. It's going to be an open forum, both. Oh, no, second hour, we're going to have a uh, special guest in. We're going to be talking about state politics here. And uh, he is someone with his finger on the pulse, knows a lot about the whole process, uh, legislative process, et cetera. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about the RAMP program, the RUMP, RAMP, and everything. Uh, I think Chris called in yesterday, was concerned about uh, turning back money. We'll be discussing that. But in the meantime, the first hour will be an open forum. You can get things off your chest. Uh, Snowball was on the line last night before we left out of there, and uh, he weren't able to get him in. So uh, he had to drink uh, and smoke or whatever he does in his uh, leisure time there without the benefit of my uh, knowledge and wisdom. So I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to hear the voice of reason. But anyway, in the meantime, in between time, it is Thursday. By the way, I didn't get to uh, mention about the races that were held on Tuesday. Uh, President Trump backed candidates one in six races across the nation. And uh, it, it just raises the question. <clears throat> uh, six of those races were people who had uh, kicked and fought against uh, our beloved President Donald J. Trump, who, by the way, is, was, and soon to be a real president uh, in 2024. He will return to the White House. Yes. He and DeSantis are DeSantis and Trump. Actually, I'd like to see DeSantis and Trump. That's what I'd like to see. Because that way Trump could tell him, you know, he could navigate from behind the scenes and wouldn't have to work that hard. He could still go out and do the, you know, the rah-rah speeches and things like that. And DeSantis could bring the hammer down. But anyway, uh, yeah, six candidates who uh, gave Trump hell during his time in office and many who voted for the in- impeachment and also the January 6th commission and yada, 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 uh, lost in their bid for reelection to the uh, Congress. And uh, what's interesting about that is how was it that Michael Grimey Guess was able to garner all that support, all those millions of dollars? Why didn't they help those other guys? I mean, they were just as full-throated uh, 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 in support of uh, Donald Trump being kicked to the curb. Why Grimey Mike? Why was he the golden hair one? I mean, you know, you got to ask the question. I mean, why? What made this race so special? What made him more special than all the other ones who who walked the plank and in, 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 uh, uh, voted to impeach our beloved president? Or, excuse me, voted to have him investigated. And hopefully their uh, investigation will result in him not being able to run in 2024. But our golden hair one from the third district. Everybody sprang to his aid. What did he do? What has he promised them? What have they promised him? What has he sold to garner that kind of support as a second year, second term congressman? Wasn't like he was Sonny Montgomery. Had all that years of experience behind him. He's only renowned for backing Nancy Pelosi's January 6th commission that we know of. 
So you got to ask yourself, I'm, folks, that's what I'm telling you. I can, I'm speaking with all the confidence that I can muster. When I tell you this man is going to sit, when I say sell us out, I'm talking about freedom, liberty in the American way. You can write this in, you can write it in my blood. You can write it in your blood. You can write it in any blood you can get hold of. Of course, in the city of Jackson, they got dipping wells everywhere. Bodies. Oh, my God. Three people done got shot in their automobiles. This We ain't talking about the folks who got carjacked. We're talking about folks who just sitting there, staring at their cell phone. The next thing they know, they got lead poisoning to the dome. They got their caps peeled back. I told you, folks, once you go black, this crap ain't going to ever work again. Okay. The, at the end of the day, I keep telling y'all, and you get mad at me when I say it, and many folks cringe. It was it was no different when we was in the Nation of Islam and the white man was called the devil. Folks cringe. Ooh. But you know what I have discovered since that time, my time in the nation? The white devil that Elijah Muhammad was talking about? White Democrats. Those are some evil SOB. They will ruin everything. But you know what? It ain't like they twisting people's arms. Democrats. Democrats aren't twisting black folks. Are. Black people are volunteer for this foolishness, for this godlessness. But that's another show. Our number 601-879-0002. You're talking to Radio Strongman, mayor, mayoral candidate for the city of Jackson. If you're tired of the chalk lines, go with the strongman. Let's go to Steve. Tired of the chalk line. Let's go to Steve. Hey, Kim White. Hey, Stephen. Uh, let me tell you, I can answer your question. Why did they throw so much money to uh, to Michael Guest? Grimy Mike, yes. Thank you. It, it, well, let me say this. Uh, I'm not in his district, unfortunately. Right. But I told everybody that <clears throat> I knew in his district mm -hmm. that he was not your guy. But let me answer your question. Please. Bless us with your words. It was a cheap date <laughs> to make it short and sweet. Cheap date? Really? A million bucks? Of what? <laughs> and and you're going to spend three times that in the larger markets? Mm -hmm. You can buy a, a representative for uh, 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 WLBT. Uh, what are they spending for that? Right. I mean, relatively speaking, mm -hmm. he was cheap to buy. For what they're going to get back, I guess you're right. Yeah. Oh, he's a representative, isn't he? Yes, sir. In, in the house of the purse strings. That's right. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, this is, you have no idea how wicked and Machiavellian, mm. and they have men charting, the the down to the precinct and they are getting what they pay for mm -hmm. and michael guest apparently has been bought all my friends that voted for him i say all i can tell you is his election is a tribute to negative campaigning mm -hmm. and shading the truth and uh, uh, spending the money that that, that uh, 
American-hating people have sent you. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like it either. And you know what's you know what's what's disappointing to me, and it just it leaves me stunned, amazed, and sometimes gasping for breath, Steve, is the fact that where do they think they're going to go and enjoy the fruits of all this uh, uh, purloined and lucre and, and where? I mean, you know, after you get done bringing America down, the bastion of freedom, the home of so much plenty and prosperity, where do you go? And where do your kids and grandkids go? Thank you. That's what makes my head want to blow up. Yes, absolutely. Don't you love your kids and grandkids? Absolutely. I ask the black community that. Yeah. yeah. Don't you love your kids and grandkids? Don't you hug them and want for the best, better than you (laughs) had? That's the way we used to look at it, black and white in this country, that, you know, the next generation is going to do better. You're pushing them further. You're, you're letting them stand on your shoulders and reach for the sky. Now Thank it's not you, like, sir. It's not well like Well said. Yeah. yeah, I want my kids to do better than I did. My daddy wanted me to do better than he did. Mm-hmm. That's right. Brother, you, again, once again, you cut right through all the chaff and got right to the moan. I appreciate you, man. Let me say this. Michael Guess, the best he can claim is he's a cheap date. <laughs> See you, buddy. Bye. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And, you know, I know Mike doesn't like to hear this, and his family members don't like to hear this, and his supporters. Dude, here's the problem. You don't realize that it's bigger than him, you, me, or anyone else. You don't get to sell the bone marrow and the blood of America and Americans for your fistful of dollars. We thought better of you, but you have shown us to be in error. So what are we supposed to do? Go along with it so you won't have a falling continence? You've lost your damn mind. Besides being crazy. We can't do it, dog. You're asking too much. We honored you in your desire to be a representative over us, and you have betrayed us, bro. And the fact that you're doing all this fan dancing, all this kabuki dancing, when all you have to do is what's right. You can still make it right. You're not interested. You know what you can do? You can demand, not ask, demand of Nancy Pelosi and the head of the uh, nation's Capitol Police to release the 14,000 hours of video of J6. So the defendants and prosecutors will be on equal footing when they go into the courtroom about what happened. You guys have camera angle, excuse me, at every turn. And you're railroading these people into five, six, seven year prison sentences. And you think it's okay? And you want somebody to assuage your, your, your sense of, oh, I feel bad about the way they, the, the way they view me, bruh. This is like your credit report, bro. You made this credit report. TransUnion ain't done nothing to you. No, Hoss. See, this is where I am. All I want is good government. And then you act like you guys act like I'm asking for too much. While you feather your nest, you enjoy the best that America has to offer, and you're tearing it down at every chance. I mean, every turn and every chance you get. You're taking a sledgehammer, a sledgehammer to the low-bearing walls of our freedoms and our Constitution, and you laugh and giggle and grin. You think you're invisible. You think you're untouchable. You are under this 
present system of government under the laws that we all agreed to be governed by. But now you got to remember that load bearing wall that you're tearing down are the laws that govern and protect all of us. So when it collapses and the roof collapses down on all of our heads, it's every man for himself and God for us all. Our number six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios. Hey, I want to remind you, have you not stopped at Tom's Fried Pies there in Richland, Mississippi? That's right, folks, Tom Fried Pies, pies like you never had them before. They're right there, right uh, south of uh, Kroger's, across from the Walgreens, right next to the Mississippi, uh, excuse me, uh, what is it, Baptist Medical Center, one of the little corner clinics as they were. Uh, it's right next to it. It's got a beautiful location. I mean, I really like the ambiance in that place. And plus, the food's good, too. Check out Tom's Fried Pies. Uh, you can get any kind of fruit pie you want. And matter of fact, they'll make it right there as you stand. Come out of there red hot. So what you can do is bring you a pint of bluebell, and they'll cook that pie right there. You can sit right out there on the patio or inside under the air and enjoy a nice fried pie. But wait a minute. They have blue. Oh, they have bluebell there. My goodness, Tom's on top of it. Teeny, did I realize, folks? You can have it all right there at Tom's Fried. But it's not just a fried pie place. You can get your whole dinner there. And a matter of fact, if you like your meat in the pie, they can do that too. Or you just want a plate lunch, they do it all. Breakfast, they do it all. Tom's Fried Pies. And Tom is from Eastern Kentucky. Well, mid Eastern Kentucky, over there where the coal mines are. He's a coal miner's son. As I also, people didn't know that, but yep, and uh, we had that uh, relationship. So we want to encourage you folks to stop by there, and Tom is going to be supporting the efforts there in the flooded areas of Kentucky. So if you want to help out, that's one of the ways you can do it. Eat your pie and help out the people in Kentucky. Tom's Fried Pies there in Richland, and I encourage you to enjoy that pie with a little bluebell. Now, I can't do it anymore because, you know, I'm trying to slim down, trying to get svelte as a, what is it? Yeah, slim down, svelte. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to do that. But it's hard. Cutting out that sugar, man, it is really hard. But in the meantime, in between time, don't forget Tom's Fried Pies. I encourage you to do just that. You can go online and check them out on Facebook or just Google Tom's Fried Pies and look at the menu there. Please, you'll be pleased. But please do put that on your to-do list. All right, let's go to Suzanne. Hey, Susan. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Kim. I have a question related to a conversation you were having with the previous caller, um, and that caller was uh, talking about how I could get... Uh, You're going in and out on it. you got a real oh, bad connection. Sorry. Oh, I hate that. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, that's a little better. Okay. The question the previous caller had about Michael Guest... Right. ...and he thought Michael Guest had been paid off because... Michael Guest, of course, Sold is out. acting like a rhino. He's acting like he's taking orders. From somebody other than somebody. Yeah, somebody. I mean, he wasn't saying that, but I'm saying people were speculating who he's taking orders from. Why is he taking orders? But I, since the FBI Your phone, listen, listen, that, listen, with all due respect, you, you, we, we can't have half of what you're saying is not coming through. Oh, Okay, I'll call back another time. Yeah, please do. I'll get on a landline, I guess. You know. All right, thank Sounds you. Sounds good, Kim. I'm thank sorry. you. I'm sorry about that, folks. Let's go to my friend, Mobile Bob. 
Hey, buddy. Weigh in. Tell us. Bless us with your word. Hey, man. Hey. Hey, so uh, uh, <clears throat> you see the where Ron DeSantis uh, suspended the uh, attorney, uh, uh, the state attorney in Florida? Yeah, down in Hillsborough County. Yes. Put him on roller skates. He said, man, you're nuts. And they are. These George Soros back, the district attorney. They're making, you know, what is it with these people that they, I mean, they're just totally, what, what's the word when you are a, a psychopath? They're just totally indifferent to the suffering of others. Yeah. They, they don't care. I'm going to do this anyway because this is what I feel like I want to do. They, they let a guy out of jail who had shot up a house and he was out on he was out on that charge and shot up another house and then burglarized another house after he got out on the second shootout. Dang. What do you got to do to get arrested around there? I guess uh, uh, pray to Jesus or uh, say the prayer, not take the vaccine, not wear a mask. Jeez. Yeah, you you wonder, what's the end game for these people just other than to make the American people suffer? That's it. You keep letting criminals out and then you look surprised and stunned when they keep getting more and more bold. It just—it lives like you need to say, not rocket science. We 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 do these lessons way back in the old West day, which apparently is what the what the, the liberals want to turn us back to. Right. And why isn't even the liberal governors doing this? Your it's your citizens who are suffering from this crap. You wouldn't. Why don't you want them to enforce the law? But the main thing we they were talking about. Hey, the clown said he's not going to state of Florida pass a law get on abortion, and you say you're not going to enforce it. Right. What did that mean? What, you, what does that mean? You got to go. <laughs> and he's surprised. Why? Why? What did I do? You didn't do your job. <laughs> These people. But see, folks, see, you guys get mad at me because you think I'm not diplomatic enough. My words aren't sweet and soft enough. No. You're dealing with some people who have lost their damn minds and you got to treat them like that. You got to snatch them up in their collar, whether it be literally. Or you got to do what you have to do. These people are going to push. They're going to destroy everything. We can't let them do this. Period. What is wrong with you? Exactly. Like that mayor of New York. He was like, like he was stunned that all these criminals were being let back out again with no bond, with no, with no bond. Where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's been. Well, why aren't you doing anything about it? Why did you take the and of course the media will spend it again, trying to make DeSantis look like he's some kind of a Nazi or Hitler or whatever? Because you want actually want the people in charge of enforcing the law to enforce the law. We need more governors. Just picking you what you're going to law you're going to going to enforce. We need we need more governors to do just that. Start bouncing exactly. these people out of office, putting putting them out there on the bricks and let them go out there and work. And, and make a living the old-fashioned way and not off the people of uh, Tampa, Florida or uh, Hillsborough County, Florida. I mean, you know, and then up there in New York, you mentioned New York City, uh, private emails and communications have come out showing that the mayor up there is complaining about all the illegals being dumped in his city. Oh, no, 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 no. You No, when you signed for the Democrat Party, you bought all, you bought into all this foolishness. No, 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 no. You, you love everybody. Here you go, baby. Yeah, fine. As long as it's Texas has got to deal with it, but when it's your neighborhood, when it's your neck, your state, all of a sudden it's something different. And we saw where they're putting portions of Trump wall up. They want to claim that what they said. Uh, they're cleaning up Trump's mess. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the mess that you Democrats kept preventing him from completing? Right. And, and now, it's, how you clean up his mess? You clean up the wall. Well, then that then that means the trouble's right, right? Right. <laughs> once again, once again, he's right. <laughs> once again. Yeah, and we've been making it really, really tough. 
to this, you know, to, he, he keeps making it tough to South Korean immigrants. It wasn't about loyalty to Trump and all the crap he had to deal with. Man, the standards are making it hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said before, all it takes is one man deciding enough of this bozo crap. You break a whole lot of stuff up at the door. This stuff right. is not rocket science. These people are just running amok because nobody's stopping them. And you see that in right. the kids out here on the streets. They're running amok because nobody ever told them no. Nobody ever spanked their butt when they needed it. You know? Yeah, like those kids who beating up on those little kids, beating up on the cop. Um, <laughs> you mean stealing diapers and whatnot, I mean, walking around in their underwear. Yeah, what kind of future are you going to have with that attitude in a pan of those kind of things? You know, George Soros' money, Brad Sanders saying, well, hey, okay, you got George Soros' money, but what good is that going to do, Soros, when you're sitting at home? That's right. Well, the, the thing about it is, is you, you raised the salient question. What's the point? What are they trying? I mean, what is it that they're trying to achieve? I mean, they're just jumping from one lily pad to another lily pad to off the damn cliff, and they don't seem to realize it. In many cases, we're trying to save these fools from themselves. Exactly. It's, it's like, why do you want this rampant lawlessness? You realize that if it keeps growing, even your neighborhood won't be safe for too long right. if you just allow this lawlessness. Right. It's Well, it's, a, it's to destroy the United States, and I think China has a lot to do with that. Oh, Now, China, we understand, hey, right. no, we want you destroyed. We want you, your, your males, become all beta males because Hollywood's pushing gay this and gay that at them. I saw what a new Doctor Who's going to be a black gay man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's really going to sit. really, I now again, once again, once again, a show I love, I used to love. It's gone. I was a great comic book fan. I'm done with that. Great Doctor Who, science fiction fan, Star Trek fan, done with all of that crap. So I guess that's what they want. Man, I, I, I just wish we'd go back to the old school gays, like when we were coming up. I mean, those were the music teachers. Those were the band, uh, uh, you know, in church, the choir directors and all that. And for the most part, as long as you didn't get caught along with those freaky deaky folks, you were good to go. I mean, they kept ordering, you know, and had a good Sunday uh, service and yada, yada, yada. But now these folks are just in full bloom idiocy, man. And they monkey poxing around here and got everybody. Yeah. Man, this is this is insane. Exactly. It's, it's, it, I mean, the liberals are just straight up insane. They're wondering why Hispanics are all of a sudden getting a clue and abandoning them. Yes. Like we just wish black folks would get a clue and say, hey, black, look, yeah, I'm telling you, you know, when Jesus get here, they're going to fight Jesus over the Democrat Party. If Biden <laughs> is still alive and Jesus show up, they're going to be sitting up there mm, sucking their teeth. Mm, which one? Mm, they're going to be sweating motor oil. Black women, maybe? No, 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 no. Black women, the black women is the backbone of all this uh, madness that's going on. Stacey Abrams, the mayors, uh, black mayors, and many of these uh, aggressive prosecutors against Trump, they're all black female, angry black female. And I'm willing to bet you $10 to a dime, eight out of 10 of them uh, don't have a husband, don't have a boyfriend. (laughs) I mean, it goes, I mean, it says something that these people ain't happy. They're not happy. They definitely are not happy. But yeah, the Sanders is definitely doing. It's definitely showing the way. And but like I say, we all got to remember, Trump is the one that got the Sanders started. So, well, that's what I said. There you go. All it takes is one man to show that it can be done. He's still right. standing. That's why I said I don't care what y'all say. You, you look. I admire that man for his tenacity. The fact that he get up every day ready to oh, throw yeah. some hands. You know, mm-hmm. shooting all these other folks. For, oh, it did, it just be too hard. I can't put up with this. I'm worried about my family and all. That. Yeah, whatever. Sit down somewhere. 
Real quick before I go, it looks like Carrie Lake is still hanging in. We'll, we'll see what happens tonight. Yeah, well, they're down to about 125 votes. Isn't that interesting? The uh, 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 you, you could be ahead 30, 40 points uh, in all the polls leading up internal and external polls. And then on election night, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, no, really. these people are still in, in Arizona. They folks, they can't. I mean, that's a disgrace. That is an absolute disgrace. No, what it is. Republicans what, led country. Right. State. Well, you know, Ducey and all those folks out there at the end of the day, they just like that guy down in uh, Florida. I mean, in Georgia. They're the reason why we can't win. We, we, we can't consolidate our gains because they yeah. always got a ram and the Democrats always have a ram in the uh, Republican bush, as it were. All right, brother. Look, we're up against a break. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks. Hey, you're looking for a real estate agent to handle your residential sale? Well, we got the results for you. We got Rita Results Jensen. That's right, folks. Rita can handle all your real estate needs and all your real estate concerns. She's, again, the marketing uh, genius when it comes to selling and listing properties. She gets the job done. So if you're really ready to move, you really want to use Rita. Her number is 720-4037. Here it goes, 601. She has a web presence. Rita Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N dot net. Rita Jensen dot net. Folks, and that's Rita Jensen. She's all about the results that you want, which is your home sold and you're on your way. So if you're not ready to move, don't call Rita because she's going to get the job done. She's going to make your head swim. You'll be saying, whoa, I didn't know it was going to happen that fast. That's the way she rolls. Rita J. Rita Results Jensen.net. All right, let's go to, hey, let's get Steve back in here. Hey, Steve. Hey, Kim White. Hey. Listen, I have many uh, friends and family members that voted for Michael Guess. And I heard a little bit of the call that got cut off because of bad connections. And I'd like to address that. Okay. If you, if you don't mind. Please. Would you? Go ahead, sir. Uh, this is two calls in one day. It's unusual. Here it is. I would like you to know that the campaign and the individual are different in certain respects. The campaign can accept money according to federal election laws, but the individual, he gets his salary that's about 107 last time I heard is probably more than that. And the staff, he doesn't have to take money personally but it's given to his campaign and we heard nothing from michael guest for months until wyab stirred up the populace and suddenly what two weeks three weeks before the election Mm -hmm. there was negative ads everywhere on all the TV stations, all the radio stations, you could not get away from them. Where did that money come from? I'm not saying, I never said that it was from to Michael Guest, but it was to his campaign. And in the final analysis, I'm going to use my representative, Benny Thompson, when he goes home after his long and illustrious campaign, 
he gets to take all his campaign funds with him as personal income if he claims them for taxes. Michael Guest, uh, uh, let me say this. Benjamin Franklin said, a penny earned is a penny saved. Uh, uh, The other way. The point being, if he gets influx into his campaign, not to him personally, but what is the difference? Because it's all putting him back into office to do their bidding. Mm -hmm. And I'd like all the, I say this, I try to say it gently, but y'all have been sold a bill of goods and it, I, I regret it, but I never said that he did, he got it personally because he doesn't need it personally. He's on the federal dole, but his campaign had plenty of money to buy TV and radio spots at the end, and I'd like to know where that money came from. Amen. And there was a lot of uh, PACs of various uh, IRS standing statuses, exempt, yada, yada, yada. And the question is, what was their interest? Okay, what is it? And, and it's clear that he has an allegiance to something other than the Constitution and the people of Mississippi by virtue of the fact that he wouldn't even discuss it. And he's not going to, if he's reelected, because this is an off year uh, election. Next year, it'll be easier for all congressional candidates because it's a presidential election. And uh, uh, he, he won't, he won't, he won't give a darn what we say over here, at WYB or anywhere else going forward. About every six or eight years. You have the sun and moon and stars line up where they had that vulnerability that they had at this uh, uh, juncture here with Cassidy. Well, all I can ask is all you guest supporters, well-meaning, ask yourself, was Michael Guest's money within the state or was it out of the state? And uh, the out-of-state money does not benefit us, usons, worth a flip. All right. Once again, Steve, your illumination was much appreciated, sir. Well, all you all you gas supporters, I hope, uh, you know, like the, the lady told me one time, getting what you want is good, but what what you get is better mm-hmm. later. Hey, man, brother, appreciate it. Uh, who do we have? We got Chris. Hey. Hey, Kim, how you doing today? What's up, Christopher? Oh, okay. I just want to, I'm going to listen to all these people who keep whining and complaining about what China's doing with their citizens. Who cares if China's coming as people? My thing is, why are we still borrowing money from China? Why is more than half of our stuff is, is being made in China? It's coming from China. If, they, if y'all are so, so patriotic and so upset by China, how is this stuff even came to have? How, how did it become to that? That most of our stuff is being made in China, especially electronics. Well, you. <laughs> I mean, you, it's both political part. I don't want to hear about the Democrats sold and Republicans sold. They both sold the country out to China. So let us tell it like it is, Kim. Okay, so what do you do with that knowledge, Chris? So what I do with that knowledge? What can you do with it? I mean. I mean, who got the money to build the electronics to bring the computer chips factors over here? I don't got the money to do that. Do you have the money to do that, uh, Mr. Wade? 
Uh, Chris, what, what areas of concern in life that you can actually control that you're working on? I'm, I'm just working on control by control and just live my life day by day. Okay. I'm not worrying about what China do over there. You think China sits over there worrying about American democracy over here? No. Okay. So, so why is that every time you turn around, you get your calls coming in about what comes China, this, uh, world of country, and they world of kind of government they running? Why are we, why, why are y'all even worrying about what they're doing to their country? We got our own problems over here. Okay. And we got the tech that's getting flooded. California instead of burning. Hey, Mississippi got our own problem. We were top three in the poor. Well, why don't you go talk to these politicians and bring them together with this, hey, let's put down our differences and work together. Why don't you take it to them? Our politicians don't care because they all about the money. Both sides. So what do you do? Both of the two heads are all about the money, Cam. Okay, so so what do you do with all this knowledge that you have? Okay, all we can do, we can start the state level. Now, now why are you saying we? Why are you oh, saying we? Now, Chris, 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 why are you saying we? Because you don't want to seem to clearly understand better so, more so than most of us. So why don't you be that catalyst? Why don't you be the tip of the spear? Now, I could try to be tip of the spear, but, I mean, tell the truth. Are they going to really vote for a person or a, a, a retired truck driver and a politician down here? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be Democrat no more purpose. You know they won't vote for me. Chris, they might. I'd vote for you. Okay, we'll see. Because yeah. like, like, they don't want to see you in office because you going to be the conservative uh, Jackson. I'll vote for you. But, I mean, you both know you might have a chance since LaBouba is screwed up so bad and nobody else run against him. I'll give you this. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Democrats don't run against LaBouba because he's the incompetent. And plus, he's just a... I mean, well, the reason the reason why I think I I could win is this here. You got better plans. That, exactly, because the rest of them the rest of them can't articulate other than what they've been doing for the last sixty years. It ain't working. You know, I would wear them out on the stage. They could they they they, they, they couldn't fade me on that because at the end of the, and then the the people of Jackson have to decide. Uh, I can't stand Kim Wade. He's a Republican. He's a conservative. He's a Trump supporter. But I know what he's saying is right. But I just can't do it. Well, then, okay, after you vote me out, after you vote me down, they just deal with the fact that our, our daughters are getting shot in the head in cars on a regular basis. Our houses are getting shot up and ain't nothing working. And But we black and we Democrat. If you're proud of that, baby, hey, hey, I admire how how you deal with your hard head in us and all the pain come with being stupid. I, I like that. I admire you. I wouldn't want it for myself, but for you, bro, you wearing it out. But see, you keep saying I'm a Democrat. I'm, I'm not saying you in this particular oh. case. I'm speaking indirectly. I'm talking about oh. for those who could hear a good plan, a workable plan, and not willing to get behind it simply because it's just like what you're saying about the two parties, why they doing what they're doing. You know, you saying, and this is the question we're asking at the beginning of the show. Why are everybody trying to tear this country down? Where are they planning on going after they get done bringing America down to a, a, a pile heap of ashes? That's a good you know we ain't going. Uh, I, I agree with them. I, that's one thing I understand. I mean, if you tear down America, where are we gonna go? We can't go back to the Africa. truth of the matter. I had somebody try to tell me today that Biden is doing a good job and things ain't bad. All I said, okay, okay. See, I mean, look, I ain't got no problems with people being down for their team and wearing the team jersey and all that. But bro, okay, you doing good, but you got your family members eating out the dollar store because they can't afford to go to Kroger's anymore. Okay, that's my. But that's that's another thing. 
Why we got to be aligned with either part? I'm voting for Bruh, gonna make the listen, like listen, it. listen. That, that's just like playing pro basketball and say, well, why we got to shoot three-pointers? Because if you're going to be in the game and win, you're going to need some three-pointers to, to get your score up there to win. You got to go by the rules, bro. You got to go by the rules that's prevailing at the time. Oh, you, you missed my point. My point is I will vote for the candidate who best. Well, I understand that, but but don't, don't keep asking the question. Democrat. Don't keep asking the question about why we do it one way, you know, Democrat, because that's, that's the system we got. The ideal thing is to have somebody with a galvanizing presence strong enough to come in as a third party to do it. But most people don't even most people don't even get to your level of thinking, Chris, trying to figure out why things are the way they are. Well, I just like it's just like with yourself, you go into certain uh, 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 family reunions and situations where you raise your uh, viewpoint and they think they look at you like you must be a Republican. You must be this. Well, well, and that's what I'm saying. Most people can't hear past that, brother. Most people can't hear past that. It don't bother me. That's what I think. My thing is everybody can't think the same. You got you got, you got to have your own opinion. All right. Well, listen, brother, we're up against a break, Chris. Appreciate you. All right. The final few minutes of the first hour, we got Wade on the line. Hey, Wade. Hey. Hey, Wade. How's it going today, sir? Hey, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing good. I just wanted to give Chris a few little answers on a few things that he had a question about. Okay. Eighty percent or so of our drugs that are made that we use in the United States are produced in China. Mm-hmm. The Our leaders from the past, and he's right, it's not the Democrats doing it. It's Democrat-type people doing it. Mm-hmm. They're sending um, Bushes, Obama. They send everything. Nancy Pelosi makes her money from China because she has interest in China. We all, Everything that we get is China. There's something you can do. Don't buy anything made in China on it. That, that's your personal contribution. That's right. Don't don't buy anything with China on it. And you know Tyson, they, uh, I think it's week before last. Tyson now is sending the chicken to China from here to China to be processed to be sent back. It's cheaper here to do to be that. Sold. Believe it or not, they're saying it's cheaper to do that. But all the it's cheaper for them to do that to send it overseas and chicken now now chicken is something we all know chicken don't last very long mm-hmm. when the chicken's dead right you know chicken's not very you know unless you really put a lot of poisons on it you're not going to make that chicken make it to china and back and still be good without extremes well we can do that stuff here natural but we sold out our leaders that are not patriotic have sold out all this to other countries not just china South Korea, other places, we have interest in all Taiwan. We we don't make chips here. We can make them here. We used to make them here, but we turn that over to the Taiwan and let them handle that. Mm-hmm. So when we have a shortage of chips in Taiwan, we don't have chips for our trucks. Yeah. And they told us don't. if we do all this stuff, get everybody entertangled uh, economically, nobody would want to go to war. Well, right. human and, nature and hasn't changed. Like Trump said, bring back those jobs here. Let's start manufacturing that stuff here. Once again, Trump was right again. He was right again. Thanks, Wade. Appreciate it. Have a good day, sir. All right.
right, folks, we're back, and it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host, who is Radio Strongman, Kim Wade, coming to you live from WYAB 1039 FM. As you know, we do podcasts. You can go to the KimWadeShow.com and catch past shows uh, of the Kim Wade Show. That's KimWadeShow.com. And uh, I want to thank Clay Edwards for keeping everything updated. Uh, he has been very, 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 very resourceful around here. So hat tip to Clay. And uh, also want to remind you, we do have a special guest in the studios. We have Mr. Jameson Taylor in the studios. Before we get to Jameson, we want to tell you about 2Gun Tactical. 2GunTactical.com is the web presence. And it's a uh, shooting range out there in Pearl, Mississippi, Flowood, Mississippi. Well, it's right there on the edge. Actually, it's in Flowood is their mailing address. But they're at 667 Casey Lane on the corner of Casey Lane and Flowood Drive. That's 667. You can plug that into your GPS, take you right there to it. If you're coming off I-20 and if you're coming out of Jackson, you're probably going about 100 miles an hour. So slow down to about 80, get off, head north, and uh, you'll see, or actually east rather, and you'll see the uh, uh, Casey Drive. And you can't miss Two Gun Tactical. Beautiful building sitting out there. Go inside. You're going to see some of the finest shooting ranges known to mankind, certainly known to Flowood, Pearl, and Rankin County. So check it out. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, they have great deals out there for non-members. Range time is $30 per hour for the first person, 15 for the second. Uh, you can ask about trial uh, use of the weapons out there. they got 22s, 380s, 9 millimeters, 40 caliber, 45 calibers. And uh, all that's available to be used on the range. And you can check out, they, I think, have like 85 different handguns out there you can try. And uh, if you decide to buy it, then that $15 rental fee, tryout fee, uh, will go towards the purchase price. So it's a great deal had by all. They sell guns, ammo, and accessories. And plus, they have trainers. That's right, folks. These people are uh, NRA, uh, USCCA. They're credentialed, stamped on both sides, certified, and ready to go. And they can help you out with all your training needs. So we just encourage you to check them out today. TwoGunTactical.com All right, folks, with no further ado, using the full weight of my local influence, I have secured the presence of one Jameson Taylor. He's here in the studios with us. As you know, Jameson is a, a kind of behind the scenes, a political uh, a handicapper. He knows a lot about politics and what's going on here in state government. He's just an observer of the passing scene, as it were. So, Jameson, welcome back to WYAB. Thanks for having me on the show today, Kim. Good to have you back, man. Listen, and I thank you for setting up the interview on Monday with uh, Mr. Butcher. He was really good talking about uh, the meaning of the uh, Supreme Court ruling on uh, private schools receiving money from the state. Uh, and uh, he just, he's, he very, he's very resourceful in that area. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of optimism for those who want school choice and better educational opportunities. As a result of the work they're doing and the work, uh, I guess that second amendment, I mean, excuse me, the uh, Supreme Court ruling, rather, brought to us. Yeah, and that's a really important ruling. I've been thinking about that because some of the moves we're seeing in the Biden administration to basically change the definition of Title IX for listeners uh, who may not recall, Title IX is federal law that has to do with protecting women's sports uh, and equal access for women in education. But, you know, now none of us are qualified to define what a man or a woman is. So uh, we're seeing some very interesting things come out of the Biden administration related to that. I was having a conversation just earlier today on that about, well, 
Could we see nonprofit schools lose their nonprofit status? Could we see Christian schools mm-hmm. lose their nonprofit status? That is a very real possibility right now, given some of the things coming out of Washington, D.C. Fortunately, we do have that decision that Jonathan Butcher was talking about on Monday. Hopefully, that would give our schools some protection. I'm not sure. I mean, this is well, all Biden, this is happening really fast right now. Yeah, the Biden administration, you know, damn the law, damn the rulings. They'll put it on you. They'll take the uh, uh, nonprofit designation from these schools and put the burden on them to get it back, essentially what they'll do. Yeah, and by then, you know, it's going to be too late. Uh, and it's not just going to be K-12 schools. It would be universities, other other types that of nonprofits. Uh, Bell Haven, places like that, yeah. Yeah, so this is definitely something to watch. There's there's legislation also in the U.S. Senate that passed the House very quickly. It's called the Respect for Marriage Act. Um, what that would do is is something similar. If that legislation passes, the media is kind of deceiving people, surprise, on what that bill actually does. But the end result of that would be that you could see a lot of Christian schools that are living up to biblical principles. You could see those schools lose their nonprofit status if that legislation passes. They need 10 Republicans. Uh, they had five. And then and then they basically, uh, Joe Manchin sold us out on Build Back Better 3.0, uh, which is worse than 2.0. I mean, you know, I, you know, I said we we're drinking through a fire hose. Uh, there's so much bad stuff coming out of Washington right now. Build Back Better, Respect for Marriage, this Title IX stuff, it's incredible. Uh, and, you know, if Build Back Better passes, especially what we're going to see is there are a lot, it's a lot of money in that bill that goes to basically favored environmental groups and constituencies that are going to work to turn out the Democrat vote. Really, a lot of it is just throwing money at uh, leftist-friendly companies uh, and also leftist nonprofits. Yeah, uh, that build back. I mean, and folks, this this is the reason why you, you hear me constantly bring up uh, Michael Guest and uh, the little things like that that he does just makes it harder. As you say, we're we're drinking out of a fire hose trying to push back all the. I mean, they're coming at us from all angles, and then we have one guy in our foxhole decides to, you know, make nice with the uh, opposite side, and we're losing on all sides. Every vote and every man is critical. This is why uh, you what you pointed out about the Build Back Better bill. They got all these uh, 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 what do they call it? Uh, uh, Trojan horses, for the lack of a better word. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, Trojan horses. Yeah. And uh, uh, we're fighting against, and then come election time. Well, why? How did that happen? What was in the bill? <laughs> it's, a, it's always going to be. I mean, that's when you have these thousand-page bills. There's going to be something bad in it for sure. You, I mean, you can guarantee on that. And when they rush it to passage, which is what they are doing, they did it in the House. It was introduced uh, and then passed the House like two days later. Then Chuck Schumer, once it got to the Senate, suspended the need for hearings. And it's sitting out there. They could pass it any time. Tomorrow they could pass it, you know, right before they take their summer break. It's very possible. Uh, now, for, you know, fortunately, for better or for worse, the Build Back Better negotiations sidetracked the Respect for Marriage bill. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, that's not exactly good They'll news. get around to it. <laughs> yeah, they'll get around to it. And, you know, I think, and also, you know, we're at a place where if, if uh, the left calls a bill something— 
you know, like the Inflation Reduction Act. Well, we we know that it's the opposite. So right. whatever they call the bill, you know, it's it's going to be the opposite of what it actually does. Well, you know, Jameson, uh, it it seems like the Republican really the Republican Party doesn't really want to put up any serious opposition. Uh, we heard the chairman of the RNC, Rona uh, Romney, whatever her name is, uh, saying that they anticipate at best we might pick up four seats in the House. Despite all this momentum, despite all the errors and everything else, the Biden administration is uh, uh, engaging and uh, that's happening with them. We can't seem to pick up any more than four seats in her estimation. It, it appears that the Republican Party don't want, doesn't want to be in a position where they can have the whip hand and have the numbers they need to put forth an agenda. They don't want to be responsible for that. There has been surprising little opposition, especially coming out of the Senate these days. And, you know, I haven't heard that quote, but if they're only expecting to pick up four seats, that's incredible. I mean, we have a we have a president right now who can't even read a teleprompter. The, the Speaker of the House is going into Taiwan and tiptoeing, you know, possibly on the line of, of causing war, a major right? war with China. Mm-hmm. You know, we already and we already have this conflict in the Ukraine. I mean, the, these people are so irresponsible. It's incredible. So that Republicans are not taking advantage of that is a problem. And it, I mean, and it, it does show a need to, to really rethink conservatism, I think, in the United States. Now, you may have seen the news uh, that there's uh, Andrew Yang and, and others uh, like uh, Gretchen Whitmer there. They're, they want to start a new party. I believe it's called the Forward Party, mm-hmm. uh, which you know sounds to me it'd be a great place for for uh, conservatives that call, you know, conservatives in name only, basically uh, moderates that, that just want to sell out their own party. Right. Very interesting to watch, though. Folks, we're talking with Jameson Taylor. He's here with us, handicapping the political scene from various uh, uh, pieces of legislation that's out there on the national level and on the state level. Uh, This is why I keep saying, you know, maybe my delivery is not ideal. And, you know, I'm like Trump, I'm a little rough around the edges. I got mud on my tires, on my wheels. And, you know, I don't have the uh, uh, gift of gab where every word is sweet. but our nation's in trouble. We are really in trouble. The forces of evil are close to running the table. And Jameson, what my observation is, is that the white hats, many of the people who, uh, who I would call white hats, Christian patriots and rednecks, they really don't have a good grasp on just how perilous these times are. Yeah, it takes a little while, I think, for the average voter and for the average person to kind of catch up to some of these trends. Um, you know, you've been watching trends as an astute observer and and seeing what's happening for for many years now. Seeing what's what's happening, voters kind of don't tend to really really rise up until things get pretty desperate. Oh, well, they're going to be they're desperate. they're, they're getting, getting pretty desperate. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw this, for instance, mm-hmm. with the the trucker convoy in right. Canada, where just average truckers are like, "No, no we're not going to stand for this." And, you know, they saw they saw truckers on TV. They joined the truckers and they had this convoy. And I think there's you know, I think we're getting to that tipping point here in the United States where now the average person is feeling the pain, feeling the pain of these very bad economic decisions, feeling the possibility of war and, you know, having having kids in the military wondering if they're going to be safe the average voter, I think, is really starting to feel that. Now, of course, the Biden administration 
is in spin mode, you know, saying, well, you know, we're changing the definition of what a recession is. What is a recession? It's or, transition. You know, peak inflation, What you know, whatever. This just, just you know, this is going to go away, even though grocery prices just go up and up and up almost daily. But the average voter is starting to feel it. And so their next question is going to be, what do we do about it? Right. And that's going to be really crucial. And that's that's hopefully where the Republican Party can show up, but also where conservatives, I think, need to show up. And we need good governors. And I, I will tell you, I've been and very state, proud, very proud of Mississippi lately. Uh, governors and attorney generals and secretary of states, those are lynchmen and board of supervisors because they're the ones who are buying these voting machines. They're the ones that's being targeted. The election commissioners, uh, uh, they're being targeted uh, uh, for the overthrow of our government. Folks, we're going to take a break here. I've got breaking news. It looks like Hines County has, uh, uh, in 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 uh, conjunction with the city of Jackson, Mayor Chalk Lines Lumumba, uh, has persecuted, prosecuted, uh, crucified Officer Fox. He's been found guilty of culpable manslaughter. Looks like he'll be going to jail. Uh, those attorneys out there suing on behalf of the family, they'll make their money off the city. Chokeway will be happy. Uh, Judge Wooten will be happy. This we do. We just doing everything wrong to make everybody else's lives worse, and then complain about racism and everything thing else when it's our decisions. Uh, I hate it for Officer Fox. Run, folks! Get the hell out of Jackson. Get out of Hines County. It's not safe. It's not safe for police officers. It's not safe for businesses. It's not safe for law-abiding people. Let's take a break. All right, folks, we're back in. It is Thursday. We have Mr. James Taylor in the studios, and we're talking politics, law, uh, legislation that has come down. And uh, so you're welcome to chime in. Excuse me. Add your nickels and dimes to the marketplace of ideals. Our number is 601-879-0002. Jameson, you were mentioning about the ramp bill. Tell us a little bit. What is the ramp bill? Why should we be concerned? Well, Yesterday, we saw Governor Tate Reeves end Mississippi's RAMP program, which is a federal rental assistance program that was passed as part of the COVID relief packages out of D.C., the the multi-trillion dollar COVID relief packages that have ballooned the national debt. But so part of that was this federal assistance program. Now, theoretically, the money was supposed to be used for people that are experiencing financial hardship due to COVID. But there wasn't really much uptake on the program. And so what we saw over time is that the program started to open up to other folks. And so you didn't really need to verify your eligibility for the program. And in particular, in 50 counties here in Mississippi, you could self-attest to your eligibility without providing documentation as to whether or not you're really eligible. Right. So in other words, the program became a, yeah, became a magnet for, for fraud and abuse. So Tate Reeves just yesterday announced that Mississippi was going to close the program and send back the federal money. And I was really struck by that because, you know, we're, we are the poorest state in the country. We are one of the states that is most dependent upon welfare, one of the states most dependent upon federal funds. And we're sending back that federal money. And I think it sends a sign to the rest of the country to say, hey, if the poorest state in the country can do this, we have figured out something. We figured out that welfare welfare makes you poorer. Welfare will never make you rich. We know, I mean, we know the secret to prosperity in the United States. It's called the success sequence. It's 
graduate high school, mm-hmm. get a job, get married, have kids in that order. Graduate high school, get a job, get married. You do that, you have a very good chance, no matter what your background is, what your race is, whether or not you come from a poor or wealthy family, you have a very good chance of being successful and prosperous in modern America if you do that. So we need to encourage people to get jobs. But, mm-hmm. you know, under COVID, a lot of people weren't getting jobs. Get a check. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what we saw, for instance, in May 2021, the governor decided to end the COVID unemployment bump. You had a lot of folks that were just getting checks not to work. After he ended that in May, we saw 300,000 people go back into the workforce. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, lot of folks. that's a lot of people here in Mississippi. We know that a lot of people were not working. In early 2016, the state made a minor reform to their welfare program, a work requirement for food stamps, for able-bodied adults without kids on food stamps. So we're talking about young people, no kids, that are just getting food stamps month after month after month. The state said, hey, if you're going to do that, we're going to give you a work requirement. Now, the work requirements are very easy to meet. They're often like 20 hours a week. You know, volunteer. You can go volunteer at a school. Very easy to meet. We did that. Thousands of people got off of our food stamp program. And 18 months later, their incomes had more than doubled. And we're not talking about people getting jobs at like McDonald's. People got jobs at places like Nissan. We tracked these folks to see what happened. What we saw is they doubled their incomes and they turned their lives around. So we know that when we start to reform these welfare programs, it encourages people to get a job. And that's important because that helps people secure their future. You know, it helps give them a prosperous future. So Mississippi, we became the first state to send that money back, shut down the program. You had a couple other states so far, like Florida, Iowa. They had said, well, we're not going to allow any new applicants and just kind of when we run out of money, we're going to wind down the program. Mm-hmm. But Mississippi said, you know what? This program's a bad idea. Right. We're shutting it down. COVID's over. You know, now we have a new, I guess we have a new epidemic, the monkeypox monkey epidemic. How yeah. many, I mean, how many people have it? Like, yeah. 7,000 or something. I mean, the number's like really, really low. Um, But I think it's important not only because it's ending another wasteful welfare program in Mississippi, but it's sending a sign back to Washington, D.C. that it's time to get back to normal. And that kind of, you know, that gets me on something I've been watching very carefully. Mm -hmm. The national state of emergency was renewed again in July. In mid-July, we came to the point where it was supposed to end. It did not it's end. It's never going to end. Yeah, it's a, and that's why I'm wondering about this monkeypox thing. Are yeah. we going to declare another national state of emergency over this? Yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, the, these people, and it's both parties, they realize that they have control like they never, I mean, could have imagined or dreamed of over the American people and over every aspect of our lives. As you pointed out earlier, uh, until the American people rise up and just say, hey, enough of this crazy stuff and start voting for leaders who will vote this stuff out. This is why, like you pointed out, having the right governors, we got to be real, 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 real. I mean, we're going to have to have the jeweler's glass as we look at these uh, gubernatorial candidates going forward, and the Secretary of State, all officers, actually, because pretty much everybody was in on the tyranny in terms of when they flushed $6 trillion down through the system, it turned a lot of heads. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, we talked about how, 
how the Senate is not doing anything. How I mean, I believe that Washington D.C. is broken. Mm-hmm. The only good solutions we're going to get is out of the state level, and that is why it's important for governors to stand up to the Biden administration. That's what we're seeing with Governor Reeves, and I just really appreciate him shutting down that program. I know he's looking at other reforms that we can make here in Mississippi to help people get back to work. And he's also been great on the pro-life issues. I mean, he's taken he's taken some really tough interviews on the Dobbs decision, and he's he's represented the state very well. He's not ashamed to go out there and say He's pro-life. He's not ashamed to go out there and say he's pro-family. I think he's represented the state well on some of these big picture issues. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud of Mississippi. Yeah. It's, I've, this has been a, it's been a really great season for Mississippi. Well, you know, uh, uh, the decisions you just mentioned the governor has weighed in on, you know, as with all major decisions, there's going to be some flack. You're going to be in Maverick. You're going to take some arrows. But these things are worth taking arrows for, not just the uh, the abortion issue, but uh, our future and our freedoms, all these things. That's why I, I'm of the mind that the spotlight of freedom is going to shine on all of us at some point or another. And some will fold and some will stand tall and some will be remembered down through the years, down through history. And others will just be a footnote if if that because of their cowardice or they shrinking from the responsibility or opportunity that that situation presents. So. I just tell people, hey, uh, strap on your seatbelts, put on your hat, uh, on your helmet, because this is going to be a rough ride, given the forces that are arrayed against us. We talked about it in the last hour, Jameson. I sit here and wonder, what is it that these people want, those who are seeking to kick down uh, the all the things, the, the rule of law, the Constitution, all the load-bearing uh, uh, supports that we had that made our society what it is? I mean, you and I have a pretty good life. I mean, what? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they're going to replace it with. I mean, I don't know what other country. And there's a lot of countries out there that have, they believe they have a good standard of living. But I think we got it good. I mean, you can go from Miami to Seattle, Washington, driving at every stop you can buy a Lay's potato chip and a Coke. There's something about having that supply line filled like that. It's that's, magic. I mean, but that's what we're seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Disruption of supply lines. We're seeing the uh, the currency is being debased. Mm-hmm. You know, I encourage folks go read the Communist Manifesto. It's very clear on how to destroy society and turn it toward communism. It starts with destroying the middle class, mm-hmm. and that's why this inflation issue is so important. That's why the Build Back Better plan that we're seeing come out of D.C. is so important. The so-called Inflation Reduction Act. It's not going to reduce inflation. It's going to increase right. inflation. And then you know you're going to hear Democrats say, "Well, we tried." It's a Republican's fault. Right. But, I mean, someone asked me today about uh, the spending in different presidential administrations. So I was looking at spending under Ronald Reagan, looking at spending under, under Bush, under Obama, under Trump. It's all pretty bad. There's, a, there's been a lot of, a lot of spending. Yeah. Now, Clinton actually reduced spending, but he did it because he reduced defense spending. And that opened us up to terrorist attacks, which then led to more spending under the Bush administration. So that didn't really work out. But, well, you know, nobody's really committed to anything other than feathering their nest and responding to the uh, the system that's set up, which is where, OK, you got to uh, raise so much money for the next election cycle. And you do that through the lobbyists because, you know, the average Joe is going to give you ten dollars. But, you know, the average company is going to give you twenty five hundred. So you've got all these uh, uh, different permutations on on how you get where we, where you are. The main thing is, is getting someone in there like a Governor Reeves or like a President Trump 
who's going to try to direct that spigot back towards the American people, back towards Main Street. That's why, in my view, why so many people really don't appreciate what President Trump was trying to do. And that was, okay, I can't stop this runaway train, but what I can do is direct the, uh, all the contents that's on this train back towards the American people and not towards the Ukraine and not towards the big corporations. And uh, I think he did that quite well. And I think we can benefit if we can duplicate that. Yeah. And, you know, I think one thing Trump also did very well behind the scenes was pushing back against these federal agencies. Mm -hmm. People don't really realize it, but this whole administrative state, this whole kind of shadow government that we have of these different agencies, it was set up with the support of big business Mm -hmm. in the 20s. You had a kind of in the 1920s, you had this movement of you know groups that were exposing different abuses with workers you had unions that were rising up and at the same time though you had big companies coming in and saying hey this is going to be a lot easier to manage if we just work with the government to regulate ourselves right. and so that's what we have seen decade after decade after decade of these large companies Asking for more regulation, working with politicians and to shut regulate. Shut out the competition. Shut out the competition. Shut. I mean, we saw it very clearly during COVID, right? right? All the COVID restrictions, it hurt small businesses. The big chains, yeah, so, you know, a couple of them shut down. yeah. But they could weather it. Yeah. Our number is 601-879-0002. As you can hear, uh, Jameson is very knowledgeable and articulate on the issues and the topics. We're going to take a break. If you want to weigh in, questions or comments, 601-879-0002. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Thursday. Jameson Taylor's in the studios with us. James, you just heard a call during the break. I am being, uh, people are asking me about the run for a mayor. It's being mulled over. I'm going to talk more about it on tomorrow. Uh, it's not as easy. You know, listen, I have a pretty good assessment of my strengths and weaknesses. And I know the skill set that would be necessary to be, an effective mayor. Uh, the goal is to provide good government, and I'm not, uh, I don't need my ego extended. I don't need the hassle. And be honest with you, uh, in my retirement years, I ain't interested in working that hard in terms of just every day running from meeting to meeting, going to luncheons and stuff like that. I'm telling you now, I would not be that kind of mayor. Now, you'll hear me every day from two, from four to six on the radio. I'm going to still do my radio program. But as far as all that other stuff, uh, but we can get down. I can see how to make this thing work. And it's not any ideals that are new. We just quit doing the stuff that worked. Uh, we, we've been falling behind all these folks who can want to try out their uh, doctoral or master thesis degree, uh, uh, excuse me, paper on society. We ain't going to do any of that crazy crap. We're going back to the stuff that works. It's keeping it simple. Anyway, Jameson, I, I digress. Let's get back to my guest, Jameson Taylor. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, I live in Jackson, so if you talk about mayor, I have very low expectations. Well, would be I can good. fulfill those expectations. Drink, drinkable water. Look, I mean, we we're in a boil water alert right now, right? Uh, <laughs> we'd like to drink the water and uh, have it be at least a little bit safer. And not get shot at the uh, and, traffic uh, light. have some reliable electricity. Every time there's a storm, I save any, you know, it starts to get cloudy. I save everything on my computer because I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to lose power. Back up. So just some pretty basic things is what I'm looking for as a voter. Well, my part of my campaign is I'll be issuing 22 pistols to all uh, K through 12. We <laughs> 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 have a level playing field at school. There you go. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously though, uh, and, and if nothing else, we're going to offer an idea, and, the, and everything you hear me talk about as uh, a mayoral candidate, if I were to be or whatever, 
These ideals, man, just use them. <laughs> I don't need credit. You ain't got to just do it. Let's do what works, man. I mean, so, you know, on that note, we know one thing that works, especially in terms of policing. It's called broken windows policing. Mm -hmm. Giuliani did it when he was in New York. Other cities around America have done it. And what it means is that you prosecute people for low-level offenses. Today in Jackson and in many cities around the United States, we're doing the opposite. We let people off. But why does broken windows policing work? Because if you catch someone on the front end, when they're doing something like breaking a window, you hold them accountable, then they're not going to get to the phase where then they commit armed robbery right. and then they commit murder. One, they might be in jail because you prosecuted them. But if they get the message that, hey, I can break a window, I can rob a store, I can shoplift, I can do these little things. Nobody holds me accountable. No one cares. You're going to graduate to more serious offenses. And, I mean, it's very clear that, that we've seen the evidence, we've seen the research data. This type of policing works. works. Yeah. Why not try it? We know it works. Try it. You know, the political equivalent of the broken window theory is if there's more than two Democrats, it's going to be criminality coming up there because they could breathe, bring in the third one. Next thing you know, you got a crime wave. You know, people get mad when I say these things and people don't like me talking about the Democrat Party. I don't care. This, that Democrat Party and their policies they promote is the source of societal's ills. Only Satan could do a better job than what the Democrat Party is doing. And if you doubt what I'm saying, look at all the places where the Democrat ideals hold sway. Even they don't. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to live in those areas. And anybody with sense would try to get either get it fixed or get the hell out of there. So quit trying to pretend. See, this is part of the problem. Everybody's trying to pretend that the problem isn't what it is. You know, they talk about Mississippi. Well, Mississippi's ran by Republicans. Why is all this poverty? Because we got all these Democrats in the state. If we didn't have the second district, God bless the second district for all the beautiful people that they produced. But the ideals that many of those people hold and they vote is bringing the state down. You may not want to hear it. Oh, then fix your fix where you are. Don't look for Tate. Don't look for anybody. Fix where you are. Using your ideals, fix it. That crap doesn't work. What is wrong with you? Like Sam Kennison, I remember one of his jokes. He was talking about uh, those folks over in Ethiopia and Somalia starving and stuff. He said, damn it, you're living in sand. Nothing grows here. Get your crap. Let's go. That's what we're telling you. <laughs> anyway, look, we were talking to <laughs> We were talking during the uh, the break about the uh, Supreme Court ruling that affects the uh, all these administrative agencies and stuff that came out saying that the EPA just couldn't just come out and just make these blanket rules that uh, basically destroyed industries. And I think there was some legislation that actually on the book they're saying that if you're going to propose something that's going to affect business over 100 people or more or $100 million or more, something like that, you had to have it reviewed by – it's, it's supposed to be, yeah, but it rarely fact, happens. I think and, Mitch Tyner was on that board. Yeah. You know, it rarely happens in the way that it is supposed to happen. Um, you know, no one's minding the shop, or as the, the bureaucrats, they call themselves the weebies. We'd be here before you, we'd be here after you. And so a lot of times we see bureaucrats, even at the state level, even in Mississippi, they ignore what lawmakers want because the lawmaker is going to come and go. Right. But someone who's in the bureaucracy, they'll be there 10, 20, 30 years. And, you know, and you a lawmaker, you'll call these folks up and they'll say, well, hey, I'll get back to you after vacation. Right. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah, two week, the person you need to talk to, I'll have them call you. 
and then they'll do maybe they'll do a data dump. You ask for some information, they say, "Okay, I'll give you some information." You know, you ask for two pages, yeah. they give you two thousand pages. I mean, right. you can't look through that. Yeah. I mean, so you have all these delays, stalling tactics, and a lot of lawmakers just give up. But one thing that Trump did that was very smart is the one in two out rule, and this is really what jump started right. the American economy. Mm-hmm. To basically, the one in two out rule is that for every new regulation, we have to eliminate two regulations. So it put the agencies on a budget. That's what Mississippi needs to do. Mm-hmm. If we want to jump start our economy, I mean, in addition to low taxes, mm-hmm. but we already had pretty fairly low taxes. Right. We need to get to cut the red tape. That's what we have to do in Mississippi. But this case we're talking about in D.C., it's uh, it has to do with a, a couple of the Sacketts in Idaho. So the Sacketts bought their dream home in uh, a suburb near a lake, and uh, they started to build. And because there were some puddles on their property and because there was a lake across the street, and the Sackett's home doesn't touch any navigable water. It doesn't touch even, you know, and a lake is not a, not navigable water generally right. unless it's connected to a river. Mm-hmm. But the EPA came in and said, well, no, you need, you need these special permits that would have cost the Sackett's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So they sued. I mean, God bless them. You want to talk about local action. This poor couple in Idaho sued the EPA. They have been in litigation for 15 years. Right. I mean, these people are heroes. 15 years. Their case now is going to be before the U.S. Supreme Court in October, and it deals with this very important issue called Chevron deference. Chevron deference is basically something the Supreme Court made up to say, you know what? If an agency thinks that the interpretation they have a, as, of a law is like passable, you know, just like, uh, yeah, theoretically, maybe you could use this federal law to regulate that. You know, let's say dry sand and a clean ditch, which is what the EPA has used before to shut down homeowners. You know, maybe likewise with the Sackets. Yeah, well, you know, theoretically, your property is kind of close to a lake, which could be kind of close to a river, which could be kind of close to navigable water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Well, that, that's a recipe for, for administrative tyranny. And it kind of brings us back to where we were. You know, were talking mm-hmm. about the beginning of the show, Title IX, right. things the Biden administration is doing through these dear colleague letters. They, you know, they just send a letter and say, hey, we're going to interpret this law in this way. And e- even though everyone knows the law doesn't say that, right. they're still just going to go with that. Right. This case, the Supreme Court has an opportunity to overturn that. It's very, very important. And if they would do that, it would it would it would it would free up the economy. It free up the economy. It would send a message to other states, you know, you don't have to overregulate in this way. Now fortunately here in Mississippi, we had a 2018 case where our state Supreme Court overturned this idea of Chevron deference at the state level. We need to codify that into state law. It'd be good for the legislature just to put that into state law, you know, because courts change, courts come and go. Mm-hmm be good for us to codify that. But we need a change at the federal level. It'd be interesting to see whether or not whether or not this happens. It's a very important case. I'll tell you what, James, you've raised a lot of good ideals, and we're going to have to have you back. We've got a few more minutes. We're going to take a break. got a few more minutes. But uh, that's, what, that, that's what I'm saying. And I had mentioned this the other day uh, as a mayor or candidate. As mayor, this is what I would do the same thing. Rather than hold all these city council me- meetings to, to talk about coming up with new laws, we're going to go back – and have every council person go back to their constituents and their community meetings and find out what legislate what laws we have on the books that are irritant to businesses and to homeowners. And let's take those off the books and free up these folks and 
Because people don't understand the person trying to start a business, they're on a timeline. And the、mm-hmm. bureaucrats, look, they get a check on the 1st and the 15th regardless. They don't give a damn about it. Oh, that will change in the Kim Wade administration. You, the bureaucrats are going to be on a timeline. Our number is 601 879 0002. Let's take a break. We're back. The final few minutes of the second hour of the Kim Wade Show this Thursday. Jameson Taylor's in the studios. Folks, if you're tired of chalk lines, you need to、uh, call on Radio Strongman. Strongman for mayor, Kim Wade. I'm going to break it up at the door, y'all. We'll, and tell the JPD we're going paperless. That's right, folks. Don't bring nobody in to get、uh, to jail. You handle everything out in the field. We'll just pay it off in the、uh, liability lawsuits. That's all right. We'll pay $500,000 a head. It'd be like uh, getting uh, 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 rabbit pelts. We'll do it like that. Our number six. I, th- I think you're trying to get the plaintiff attorney、uh, yeah. donations.、Huh? There you go. <laughs> yeah, look, we can get a few note burners in there, folks. We'll do that. For, but you know what? It'll get the message out. You don't come to Jackson with that bozo crap. And that's what we need. We just need to change course. We've gone as far as we can go in the direction we're headed. Jackson is in the shape it's in because of set aside Negroes, free to, free to land Negroes, and black for a living Negroes. These are people who, who have trafficked in, in, in race. And ran this city in the ground while making white people feel guilty, running off business owners and everybody else. We're breaking that crap up at the door. If you're marching for your rights, you're not going to like the Kim Wade administration. So if you're six feet tall, 400 pounds, and you want to wear a tutu and some high heels to go、uh, put gravel on a pothole, fine. You better do it. I don't care if you do look like a weirdo out there, fill the damn pothole. Okay? So you're not going to get discriminated against unless you don't work. But you can be as weird as you want to be. Like they got that bumper sticker, make keep Austin weird. Because <laughs> you know what? If I was to run, my campaign is going to be for the 2,500 city workers. This, this people of Jackson already know what the problem is. They obviously don't understand what the problem is to the point where they can make a difference. We're going to have to put a fire under them, get them, everybody rolling in the same direction. Well, that's what I mean. I love what you're talking about because it just highlights how local action is just really how you change things. I mean, if we, if we look at the Dobbs case, for instance, That case started with me just kind of thinking in, in late 2017,、mm-hmm. it's time to do a big pro life bill、mm-hmm. here in Mississippi. Started talking to folks here in Mississippi. And local action ultimately is what got that done. It, was, it wasn't some big group out of Washington, D.C., it's a small state in Mississippi. And I mean, you know, I was working with the group. We had a staff of, of three at the time. Folks, I'm going to interject here, and we're going to have him back to talk more about that. Jameson was, in, I mean, he was at the very beginning of that lawsuit and helped put together so much of it. And he's going to come back in and we'll talk about that、uh, as a show. Because again, it shows what happens when all it takes is one individual to decide, hey, we can do this. Enough of this bozo crap. This is not rocket science. What we need is men. There's no substitute for a man being a man, okay? Our,、uh, beta males don't get it. We need some folks with some nads, okay? You got to let them hang. Anyway, folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in 22 hours. We'll see you on the radio. Peace. Ain't nothing but some food.